The great epiphany theme of manifestation or showing forth is seen in our gospel lesson today. And immediately coming up from the water, he saw the heavens parting and the spirit descending upon him like a dove. Then a voice came from heaven. You are my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. The mission of Jesus, the mission of the Messiah of God, the mission of the triune God is not just enacted by the second person of the Trinity, but by the Godhead complete, by God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Yes, the second person is the one who is incarnate. Um, if, you, if you make the mistake of saying that, you'll see it if you're carefully watching. Um, you know, God became incarnate, and sometimes you'll hear God the Father became incarnate. Well, no, not God the Father. That's the heresy of modalism, to say that the Father became incarnate. It was the second person of the Trinity, the Son, who became incarnate. In the painting, The Annunciation, by an unnamed master of the 15th century, which hangs in the Legion of Honor Museum in San Francisco, the painter clearly makes out the reality of that which is talked about in terms of doctrine. That it was the Son who is incarnate, but the triune God is involved. The angel Gabriel in the painting is saying, Rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. Luke 1.28 In the upper left we have rays of light, or some such as it were, coming from God the Father's mouth, right in the corner of the painting. Out comes these, like, like sunshine, right? Um... And these rays land upon the Blessed Virgin who's down here in the painting. And riding, so to speak, upon these rays from God the Father's mouth coming down to Mary, riding upon the rays is a dove. And behind the dove, the infant Jesus. So the painter has sort of enacted an image of what was happening in uh, Mary becoming pregnant with Jesus. Like the dove is like, you know, got Jesus, come on, come on down. We're uh, it's a very intriguing painting uh, because we don't image, I've never imaged it that way in my mind. The, the artist, however, has contrived to make clear the doctrinal reality that the conception of Jesus was an action of the Trinity. And like his conception, the inauguration of Christ's ministry is also an action of the complete Godhead. The Holy Spirit comes down upon Christ as a dove. And the Father speaks of his Son in whom he is well pleased. And of course, the Son is Jesus who was just baptized. The reality of the incarnation and the redemption of the world is an action of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. This is part of what Epiphany is all about, the manifestation of Christ's divinity and glory, that which he shares with the Father and the Holy Ghost. Yet we also see clearly that Jesus is as human as you or myself. He is baptized just as John Baptist baptized other humans with water in the River Jordan. In fact, in his baptism, he is particularly making a connection not just with humanity, 
but as an Israelite, as one of God's chosen people. And he claims that people, that people as his own people. Yet he will stretch out from there as the fulfillment of that to which Israel was called as the true Israelite. He is the true Israelite. And he will bring to fruition the promises of God to bring blessing to every nation, to bring all nations to his temple. The epistle lesson today helps us apply the reality of who Christ is and what that means for our world. And, of course, for us and our lives as disciples of Christ. As one commentator puts it, the epistle reminds the congregation of the spiritual gifts given unto it from the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit. They are to be used to manifest and make known Jesus, his gospel, and his way of life. Having then gifts, says St. Paul, differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. Let us love, let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil, cling to what is good, be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love and honor giving preference to one another. Not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing steadfastly in prayer, distributing to the needs of the saints, given to hospitality. In a simple phrase, you have been gifted to live like a Christian. Now live that life. The virtues are present in St. Paul's list, aren't they? The greatest virtue is love is there. It's very upfront and center. Humility is always the companion of love. Joy, patience, perseverance, prayer, service. These are the virtues of the Christian life. These are what we are called to each and every day. This is how we make known the reality of epiphany that is who Christ is. This is how we manifest Jesus to the world. Yes, we do this with our words. Yes, we do this today in our worship and every day. And we speak forth the reality of our God as loud as we can by worshiping him in this sanctuary. And with public processions, right? On um, ascension, for instance. But our words and our worship mean very little if we don't back them up with the virtue of the Christian life lived out in front of and for the benefit of our neighbors. We must live the life we've been called to by the Father, enabled to live by the Son, and empowered to live by the Holy Ghost. Amen.